At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, before we get started with this free preview of Dunkdown Prime, this is the first 35 minutes or so of the full almost two-hour podcast that Danny and I did on the whole NBA draft. So if you want to hear all of our takes on the whole draft, all of the first-round picks, all of the transactions, and of course, get all of our coverage of free agency as well, sign up for Dunkdown Prime and go to dunkdown.supportingcast.fm. Link, of course, is in the description here as well. We're having our sale now in honor of the offseason. If you sign up for a yearly membership, you can get total access, which includes our salary sheets which update basically as close to live as we can possibly do them during transaction periods salary projections for the whole league going out really far i think it's the best product out there on the web as far as salary projections because you can see cap holds you can see some different scenarios there are more columns than just this is the salary like you can really you get our subjective determinations of how much space we think teams are are going to have in the future and of course you get access to our discord which is a great place to have discussions with other total basketball dorks like yourself and like us danny and i do chats on there we also send out links of all the stuff that we're reading during the week as well so you get a ton of benefits with total access outside of just the podcast and you get it for cheaper with that yearly membership than you would paying monthly for just the podcast only so no reason not to do that as well and we hope to see you regularly here on dunked on prime if you are not a subscriber Oh, what a wacky 2021 NBA draft it was. Lots of surprises in the top 10 or 15 or so, which uh, were fascinating. But another even bigger surprise, there had been a few rumblings to this effect. And ironic that we, of course, did not do the offseason outlook for this team, which I'm kind of glad we didn't because we wouldn't really have discussed this prospect that much. And now we can be more accurate knowing that their big move is made. The LA Lakers have Russell Westbrook on their team. They do. And the terms before we get into the substance, the Wizards traded Russell Westbrook, a 2024 second, a 2028 second to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrez Harrell, who opted in, and the number 22 pick in the draft. And this, yeah, the possibility, you know, the Lakers going after a high-profile point guard was there, and it was certainly more plausible for the Lakers to get into the mix on Russell Westbrook than it was Chris Paul when you consider the logistical difficulties and the team that Chris Paul is on really wanting to keep him. But this is a massive deal, not only because of what Russell Westbrook's star wattage is the 2016-17 MVP and, you know, fixture in the league, but because the Lakers won the championship their last healthy season and now they have a very different core than they did before. Yeah, after this deal, the Lakers have four... If I were writing this, I would put parentheses and the number four next to that. Players under contract right now, the new big three of Westbrook, James, and Anthony Davis. Westbrook actually makes the most money of any of those players. And then they have Marcus Gasol, 
who I guess is coming back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, there's speculation that maybe that wouldn't happen, but he hasn't announced his retirement or anything. So, I, I mean, maybe he comes back to their starting center. And if they wanted to, they could still have Alfonso McKinney's non-guarantee, but I uh, imagine that he's not someone that they expect to play for him. And then you've got the free agency of Taylor Horton Tucker and Alex Caruso, Markeith Morris. They'll have early bird rights on. Andre Drummond, they don't have any type of rights on at all. And so basically, in terms of team building, they are limited to minimums and the mini mid-level because they are very hard-pressed. There's basically no way that they would be able to get under the apron if they used more of the mid-level. Even just filling out their roster with the needed 10 players is going to eat up your $14 million in room below the apron. So they And that also eliminates any realistic sign-and-trade possibilities as well. And of course, I think they would be, they're going to want to bring back Caruso and Horton Tucker also. But I mean, what is this Lakers team going to look like? as of right now yeah and we, we talked about it before a little bit right of just the spacing may not be great but they still have a bunch of roster spots to spill fill out and uh they're gonna have to do their magic with some minimums here wait so last offseason i heavily criticized rob plink and the lakers front office for not embracing the understanding that the lakers best lineups were always assuming you built the roster correctly going to have anthony davis at the five and lebron james at the four and there are a lot of different things that you can prioritize there are a lot of different things that you can add and that whether that was giving the now departed Montrez harrell the mid-level exception and then tossing danny green and a first round pick for dennis schroeder schroeder was a more you know like there was a there was a concept for it but it was you know i still thought it was was a poor fit and then harrell you know ran into the problems that actually ended up happening and russell westbrook is in some ways in many ways a worse fit with that concept as i articulated it than the other two were and with, with harrell it's partially you know there are differences because he was making so much less money but russell westbrook in half court settings when he does not have the ball is a massive liability and if you don't play him with insufficient spacing and defensively i mean the former pac-10 defensive player of the year has that kind of reputation he has definitely taken some steps back there even when he's been healthy he was worse before he got healthy but I think Westbrook in the regular season, there are ways that it'll work and we'll talk about those. But, you know, when we're getting down to crunch time, the, you know, the, the final four conference finals, NBA finals, this is a huge problem. Yeah. So there certainly are concerns about the asset play, but that doesn't matter as much to the Lakers as just what will their team look like on the floor next year when you have LeBron James, the asset play for the future, you know, that doesn't really matter that much. Uh, something else we'll talk about later too, is just, it seems like these picks in the 20s didn't have much value as far as being able to do anything to make you better right now so the opportunity cost of using the 22nd pick maybe is is not as high as we might have thought however playing with a center even if it's Gasol which you know he can operate up top a little bit but uh, all that passing from the elbows doesn't really work when you don't have to guard Westbrook at all the LeBron James Anthony Davis pick and roll doesn't look too good when you can just plant whoever Westbrook's guy is just stand him at the nail because Westbrook is a very very poor shooter from really any range at this point in time now is Davis going to play more at center now maybe it's possible right like maybe it could work 
if offensively if davis is your center and you're gonna bring in two other wings but then you still run into some issues of all right who's gonna guard anybody on the wings i mean can they really and maybe they'll just work some miracles because they're the lakers with the mid-level and minimums they could bring back Wes matthews he, he would still help them playing russ and caruso together that's gonna be big problems offensively as well neither of them are, are very good shooters you know well, bringing back Taylor yeah. Horton Tucker's not a great shooter either. No, that, that's a great point. And I don't think Tucker is ready to take on that alpha role guarding on the perimeter. So yeah, if you could put two really good 3 and D guys around Westbrook and James and Davis, yeah, no, nah, then you're probably cooking with gas. Where you're going to find those guys, I don't really know the answer to that one. And I do think their transition game is going to be really good, uh, particularly in the regular season. You know, Russ does push the ball. A lot. His teams play at a very fast pace. Davis likes to run the floor. James can play fast uh, although you know whether that's the ideal use of him his energies during the regular season is a question mark and this is yet another attempt to take the pressure off of james as a playmaker but you're still not running a play with russell westbrook maybe the other thing you can say is hey with ad out there you can't switch westbrook which he can't really beat switches anymore uh and ad's gravity or his pop ability like that can unleash westbrook going back to being a pick and roll player but Westbrook is not as good a passer and he's not as good a pick and roll player as James. And so this again is just the, the Lakers. It seems like every year they just shoot Le- LeBron James in the foot on offense and don't just let you play LeBron and AD with spacing around them. Like they just are, will not do that every year. And the one year that they came the closest to that was the year that they actually won the championship when they did put the ball in LeBron's hands. So I just, I don't see Westbrook as someone you want to give the ball to at the end of games. And maybe with AD at center and some more shooting it could work but it's really well it really seems very short-sighted and just not an understanding from the front office or frankly from lebron james who i'm sure was very into this of like what actually wins basketball games in the year 2021 and how good russell westbrook as a player is in the year 2021 right and it's sad for me you know in some ways went to went to college with him and i'm so thrilled for russ you know that he's going back to la like i think that's something that's probably genuinely exciting for him and that he's going to be on a on a relevant team like that's that's pretty good for anybody who wasn't necessarily sure where that was going to be for the rest of his career you know had those had the that player option for the following season for 47.1 million dollars and so i i think that for that reason but gets back to a phrase i use a lot but it's is the juice worth the squeeze and if this was russell westbrook when he was 28 or 27 or even that like really hot stretch part of the year when he was when at 31 with the Rockets I would say in certain circumstances yes but not with LeBron James and Anthony Davis like this team doesn't need what Russell Westbrook does well and yeah he'll be a value add in the regular season he can be a floor raiser if LeBron or Anthony Davis misses time you have somebody who unless he's dealing like with a serious injury who who has generally played a ton of minutes you know over over the last you know basically over his career but especially over the last five years and that is useful but the Lakers do not have the luxury of having so many things figured out having all these roster spots spoken for having everything there where they can roll the dice this big this isn't a minimum salary for a guy who maybe maybe there's a one in ten chance that he hits and can be a part of your playoff rotation this is your most expensive player this is giving up a guy who started on your championship team another role player on your championship team and then Montrez Harrell and a first round pick for this player you basically tossed all of the you burned all the arrows in your quiver for Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook is about to turn 33 he is a terrible fit with what you're doing 
So, yeah, it's a big problem. Yeah, uh, have fun trying to post up, by the way, AD, with another center out there, probably, and Westbrook. And LeBron's still not an amazing shooter, though he's always going to get guarded. Uh, And AD is a way better half-court initiator to me than Russell Westbrook is now. And so that's another aspect of this is just it's going to be really hard for AD to be AD. And then on the defensive end, I think we are actually, I think he's really going to hurt the Lakers defense. Like their guard defense was really good. Even Schroeder got better. He pressured the ball. Caruso, KCP was a guy who could chase shooters off screens. Well, and, and yeah, sorry. And that's the other kind of the other wrinkle. That, uh, I, I sorry. I'll, let's do this and then I'll get to that point. Yeah. So, so Westbrook. Okay. If you try to back him down in the post, like he'll get pissed off and like try to stop you and like get really intense for that six second period. Although even now he'll start to gamble more with that. He, he used to be really good in the post. Now he'll kind of, he'll kind of take some of those off too, but he just gambles so much and just opens up these holes in your defense that just kill you. Uh, his rebounding on the defensive glass that the Lakers don't need that they're already a really good rebounding team so that that doesn't really help you too much either so I think actually they got worse defensively with this trade as well and that's something to watch like Westbrook just has a habit of making critical bad gambles or defensive mistakes at key moments in the game so I don't really care for that either but where did you want to go next with this so you brought up the wings and defense and I think that is that's where I wanted to go because not only do the Lakers lose Contavious Caldwell Pope in this deal but also think about the tools that they have to add what they're missing so you brought up that's basically the mini mid-level and minimums you can add players who can shoot you can add players who can defend but unless you get really lucky on the buyout market you're not going to get somebody who can do both for that kind of a price like best case scenario maybe like somebody like Nick Batum who again his the three part of this is limited for him or there are a couple of guys who like maybe they choose the Lakers mini mid-level over over anyone else and that would be you know lesser but like yeah like Reggie Bullock would help this team and everybody else but it's like you're looking for two or potential you're looking for two starters probably maybe one depending on how you feel and like or closers or however you want to define terms here and they don't by by doing the deal this way and yes they aren't hard capped now and, and that gives them some flexibility in terms of bird rights but they don't have these players on roster so it's not like they can just retain them yeah and you know maybe you with the mini mid-level you could get someone like Danny Green to come back or you know Trevor Ariza would come back to LA for the minimum for example and you know maybe the Clippers know that Kawhi Leonard is going to be out for the year so they're not going to be looking competing with the Lakers for those same type of guys but talk about Caruso too right like you know you'd expect him to get at least five to seven million to come back on a longer term deal and THT I mean is gonna be at least you know in the upper seven figures and who knows whether he gets an offer sheet I'll tell you what I would be pretty aggressive with it now if I were another team if only to make the Lakers pay up but this is a Lakers ownership that is remember this is not like some big corporate thing they're not like independent billionaires who bought in they've kind of they've paid luxury tax in the past but they've never paid it they've never been in this situation where they had to pay it under this new more restrictive regime you know it was just the dollar for dollar tax back in the day and even then they were a little bit judicious they have a little bit of a fractured ownership group 
like don't forget jim bus actually still does own part of the team uh you know they can uh they just had a sale of part of the ownership group so you know is this yeah they're gonna go into the tax obviously i mean they can't avoid it at this point but i mean if they re-sign tht and caruso for market rates just to fill out a roster like you're probably 10 million over or 10 to 15 million probably 15 million over the tax so then if and, you use the mini mid-level then you're getting closer to 20 right yeah no no exactly so uh, and you don't really have an obvious way uh, of cutting money either and but yeah because you only have three guys that are making any money i mean at, the, at some point yeah. tht and caruso right right but presumably they'll be re-signing those guys because they want to bring them back but yeah so do they use the mini mid-level are they willing to or do does a big offer for caruso or tht get those guys to leave that's a that's a question also and so get i mean lebron he uh has a year left on his contract after this and ad has plenty left so they don't necessarily have that much leverage at this point hilariously westbrook can uh, opt out of 47 million next year which i think he might have to do man it is crazy to think that i've been working with helix sleep since 2015 and i think that's because my story with them seems to really resonate with listeners if you've never heard it before that was kind of the beginning of the direct-to-consumer boom and there was another very prominent mattress company at that time that was trying to convince you that mattresses were one size fits all they found the one formula the one mattress that was going to work for everyone my then girlfriend now wife and i ordered that mattress we ended up having to return it because hey guess what not everyone is the same and then she did some more research and found helix sleep we took their sleep quiz and we found a mattress that actually worked for us and our body types and uh, helix offers 20 unique mattresses everybody sleeps differently and helix mattresses are designed for specific sleep positions and field preferences hot or cold side sleeper back sleeper so take that helix sleep quiz find your perfect mattress in under two minutes and it's shipped straight to your door, free of charge. It's no risk because you really need to sleep on the mattress in your own home. You're like, well, how should I order this if I can't sleep? I'm like, yeah, you're not going to learn anything by going to the mattress store and sleeping on the mattress where do I take my shoes off? Do I leave my shoes on? But then my feet kind of hang off the bed because I don't want to put my shoes on the bed. And is it weird that I'm laying here for more than 30 seconds? You can't tell anything under those circumstances. You might as well just order it, get it sent to your house, get that 100 night trial they're 10 to 15 year warranty depending on the model and there's never been a better time to try a helix sleep mattress because they are offering 20 percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash capspace easier slash capspace we talk about all the time here on the program that's helixsleep.com slash capspace this is their best offer yet i can attest to that since i've been working with them for nine years and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now don't forget that slash capspace url to let them know that you came from us man i just love american giant just an amazing clothing company i was reminded again of how much i love it when i drove from california to montana over the all-star break and you know what it's like when you're on a long road trip and it's cold particularly when it starts off warm in the bay and then we get into some really cold areas you're like well i don't want to wear like my jacket in the car but then i get out to fill gas I'm going to be freezing, but the American Giant hoodie was perfect because despite being made out of a nice 
heavy material that'll keep you warm it's not too hot as well so i was able to wear it in the car not be too hot step out of the car and still be warm enough when i was filling up gas or going into a restaurant or something that i didn't feel like i needed my jacket even when it was cold outside these things are amazingly durable i proposed to my wife wearing an american giant hoodie in the grand canyon almost seven years ago i still own that same hoodie i still wear it constantly and american giant has since spread out into all sorts uh, of other types of clothing like their premium slub crew tee the no bs high-rise pant the slim roughneck pant featured in giant magazine issue two every american giant piece is made in america and designed to last no exceptions and it provides year-round comfort so find a closet staple for every part of your spring days at american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use that finger code capspace at checkout you remember we talk about capspace all the time here on the program that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com don't forget that cap space code to let them know you came from us but yeah so ultimately this is not a move that i would have made i hate the fit of westbrook the lakers have learned nothing from the fact that two teams gave up positive value for russell westbrook over the last two years and both of them disappointed yes i'm aware the wizards made the playoffs but they sucked the first half of the year and barely made it in and you know westbrook did not have a good playoffs he he was good the the rest of the year but the value that he provides is for a team that's chasing the eighth seed at this point in his career is just a, an innings eater offensively and that's the last thing that the lakers need they uh, particularly getting into a, a playoff setting and there's also the risk of further performance decline from westbrook as well, well at age 33 one point on the innings eater thing though i will i disagree slightly in that i think it's good for the lakers to have an innings eater i think this is a terrible use of resources to get it like that's that's the part that's different but we should talk a little bit about how i think this is a great piece of business for the washington wizards yeah let's do the asset play first here because that that'll allow us to transition into the wizards but i think the lakers kind of failed there too i I mean number one i think they would have just been better off holding on to the guys that they lost um with you know casey is a valuable player for them i thought he was on a reasonable contract like he's i don't think they're going to find someone on the free agent market who's going to be as good at his role as what they had and the role that he had i think is more important than westbrook's role and yeah kuzma has disappointed i think he's actually a, a decent buy low candidate for the wizards but like kcp and kuzma and Harrell, who opted in uh, before this happened, like those guys were treated as all like negative salary. And I think those guys are like, you know, maybe overpaid by like a couple of million. But Russell Westbrook is overpaid by way more than that. And the Lakers also took on about six million bucks here. And the Lakers had to give up the number 22 pick and got back, you know, a couple of distant seconds for it. That doesn't really stanch the bleeding on that because I don't, those, those picks aren't going to like get you across the finish line on any major trade they want to make in the future, which maybe number 20 might have or maybe the player that they picked might have um i think they're a little worried about the driving the new car off the lot scenario with that so from an asset place standpoint i didn't like it either and, and one more thing on the lakers too before we shift to the whiz the dennis Schroeder trade now i mean they could still theoretically resign him uh but i don't or, see or, that they, happening. or they could they could sign and trade him but that that create you're not going to get a ton of value probably for the other team and you're doing it more to create a trade exception but that's a trade exception i don't know if the lakers are going to use we just talked about their spending limitations yeah and that was all not praying, including Schroeder. they are praying to god right now that the detroit pistons want to sign dennis Schroeder uh into their cap space that they just created which we'll talk about later and you know would they that they could give the Pistons something to create a trade exception and then yeah maybe one of those just acquired seconds who knows 
Um, uh, yes, so per- perhaps that is the case. But yeah, I mean, they gave up a, a pick to get Schroeder. He obviously did not perform last year, and now they're not going to have him uh, around yeah. either. And it's also they, the they Herald gave a signing. Pick, a pick and Danny Green. Danny Green, I mean, maybe they can re-sign him, but like Danny Green would help them last year. I mean, yeah. they, if AD gets hurt, they're still not going to advance. But like, so for, for the Wizards' perspective, let's start with the, the financial part of this. So Washington, despite trading three for one for three plus a first-round pick, the Wizards save six million for the coming season, and depending on what happens with Kentavious Caldwell Pope's partial guarantee for the second year, twenty six point six million for twenty two twenty three, and they do that while getting deeper. I would argue while getting better. And I'm not saying that Kuzma, Harrell, and KCP are perfect fits with the Wizards as constructed, but I think they're reasonable value contracts. I think they're players that theoretically could generate some interest other places if Tommy Shepard is not interested in them on his team and so to do that get the 22nd pick out of it it might not be the most thrilling thing for bradley beal but this is a really good piece of business for them yeah we'll talk about beal's uh, situation in a second here the party line right now is that you know they're trying to keep him around uh and that this was made with him in mind but yeah I mean, their team now they also got aaron holiday and the 31st overall pick which they used on isaiah todd out of g league ignite is a, a, a stretch four prospect uh, but also a guy has some scoring ability and showed a little bit of quick feet uh, as far as maybe being able to switch a, a little bit um and to get aaron holiday who maybe isn't a starter but it can be a backup point guard they they obviously still now have a giant hole at backup point guard but they could actually use the full mid-level and there are some decent players uh, available who could come in as kind of stopgap starters you know maybe they would try to get in on Derek rose or goran dragic you know that's probably the level of guy that you're thinking of here this trade also could potentially be expanded at a later point as well it's not legal until the new league year because kyle kuzma has to get onto that new contract extension that he signed at, at 13 million a year he's he's on a two plus one at a straight 13 million uh, and, and, and also if, if the lakers don't negotiate that extension with kuzma he is he would have been not, he wouldn't have been a part of this now they couldn't have been able to acquire russell westbrook but okay yeah, no, I mean, I like I liked that deal for for both of them, and I think Kuzma could be a guy who could give them scoring off the bench. You know, he's kind of redundant with Rui Hachimura, uh, but a little bit better of a shooter, I think, and a better defender at this point in time. He's older, uh, of course, uh, as well. And KCP and Beal, you know, Beal, I don't think you want to play him a point guard because he's so good off ball, and you know, you can get away with playing KCP at the three part of the time. KCP could be another potential trade candidate as well, but even it, just to have. Him him as someone who can actually defend in the backcourt for this team that would be really nice they've been missing that and so those guys could play together in some lineups but they obviously still need a a starting caliber point guard as well they would maybe have the room to re-sign ish smith but i don't consider him a starting caliber point guard uh so and then to get harrell i think he's a a pretty good fit for them on the second unit like he and gafford i think you can go forward with that they still have thomas bryant coming back at some point during the year but they needed a second center and harrell for one year 9.7 million for again a pretty regular season focused team uh is reasonable i assume this means robin lopez will be moving on from them and so you know if they actually for the first time in a while will have some reasonable depth on this team assuming they can get one more point guard in where i think they really can go too deep with like semi-competence at every position denny avdi will be back uh they also drafted Corey kispert uh, of course uh at number 15 which was you know okay uh for me uh like what were your thoughts uh, on that kispert pick 
Uh, I haven't seen a ton of him, but it wasn't the most inspiring, most inspiring yeah. selection, especially considering um, the the board was garbled in a way that we might not have expected. Yeah, you know, I think it, Kispert to me is he's got a little more size and athleticism. Like he can attack off the bounce pretty well on a closeout more than some of these shooters. Like a, like a Joe Harris comparison on offense has been thrown around and you know Kispert I'm sure is going to be able to improve but he's got a little bit less arc than some of like the absolute best guys like I don't think he you didn't draft like a Duncan Robinson or a JJ Redick type of movement shooter like I think he could be very good and he also adds transition play and cutting finishing at the basket he's got like a little more size and toughness defensively than some of these shooter types as well but not a high upside pick at that point if i was the wizards i'd kind of be going for that but they they went for upside the last couple of times with avdia and hachimura so they do need some some more shooting but they're uh i mean he's basically a two right like playing him and beal together is just not gonna be good enough defensively a lot of times and also they have garrison matthews as well who there's a non-zero chance that garrison matthews might actually be better than Corey kispert amazingly enough uh but and those guys are like somewhat similar players so it's not a pick that i absolutely loved there for a team like this you know if you have a team that you feel is ready to compete within the next couple of years then maybe you get him but uh we'll see i mean if he t- like at, once you get to 15 if he's a solid nba player who's in the rotation you're fine with that pick at 15 so i don't like the concept of him isn't great but if he can play he can play that's the more important thing i'm not necessarily taking a position on that so much as just the concept of him uh what else you got on this trade from the wizard side I'm interested in whether Tommy Shepard keeps all of these guys. I mean, KCP, Harrell, and you brought. I, I'm happy you brought up the Bryant recovery part of this because while I think Harrell and Bryant will eventually be superfluous, I don't think they start the season that way. And we know how Ted Leonsis values being viable. And so I think that's going to be there. So maybe you end up moving Harrell halfway through the season, whether it's for a salary filler and a trade for somebody that lines up with it. Also, the Wizards create a trade exception. I think it's roughly eight and a half million that they can use. And now that the Wizards have some real breathing room under the under the tax, I'm not expecting that they will pay it. Theoretically, Washington could, I would say they could probably either, they could use either both the full mid-level and most, if not all, of that trade exception, or they could theoretically use bird rights like on somebody like Ish Smith. I, I don't think they have the money to do all of those things unless they traded somebody under contract, and that gets difficult. Um, so I, yeah, I, think I mean, they've that- got quite the log jam now. I mean, they have four guys who are basically fours now on this team between Hachimura, Bertans, oh, yeah, da- Kuzma, yeah, Davis- and Avdia. And and it's not like those guys are all, you know, like we've talked sometimes about how Memphis has like a, all these two guards. Like these players are making real money, like Bertans, 16 million, Kuzma, 13 million. Hachimura was a high pick. Like that's a lot. It's a lot of resources thrown in into one spot. And after all of this, Washington still doesn't have a natural three. Avdia, I I mean, he can do it a little bit, but it's like, it, it is kind of amazing. No, it, it is kind of amazing. It's like chi- paralleling Chicago to some extent. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're going to ask Kyle Kuzma to be like more of a stopper on the wing. We'll see whether he's up to that or not to play. To play the three is going to need to get better as a shooter, I think, uh, to do that offensively as well. You know, there's st- still a team that's going to be a little light on shooting, uh, although they made some improvements there. But uh, And they could be pretty light on defense without Robin Lopez at center. You know, Gafford and Harrell are not exactly great shakes. But they, I think they can kind of get back to being a little bit more of the offensive team that they were two years ago. 
And when we get to the asset play, that Wizards trade for of Westbrook for Wall looks better now. Yes. That, you know, Westbrook did give them more production by the end of the year, probably than Wall would have. They did make the playoffs. Westbrook did enough last year to make him desirable to the Lakers. I think that they got pieces who can help them in this they got off of Westbrook's money for next year which they never could have done uh, with John Wall uh, as well and so they actually will have some flexibility for next year if they wanted to move on from KCP is only 4.9 million guaranteed and uh Aaron Holiday also has a a cap hold that if they don't give him a qualifying offer or pull the qualifying offer so they can get up to like 25 million or so in space yeah. next year and, and that's even and potentially depending on what other moves happen they could go significantly higher than that also want to mention because we're kind of not relitigating it but the pick that washington sent to houston in the, in the westbrook wall deal it's protected top 14 in 23 top 12 and 24 top 10 and 25 and top 8 and 26 so odds are the rockets aren't getting a great selection there and i mean who knows we'll see where the wizards are at that juncture um so uh, you know knowing what we know right now would i rather have 22 this year or that pick i mean i think i'd rather i i think i might rather have the wizards pick even, even though it's kind of nebulous it could convey convert into seconds but they also got you know kcp and harrell and kuzma in this deal so yeah i, I think the wizards come out of it net looking pretty good yeah and again the the big money savings uh, that they end up with but of course the bradley beal situation is another thing and on the surface encouraging reporting Tommy Shepard said yesterday they didn't have a trade request from him. There's reporting today that Beal has said, no, he, did, he does not want to be traded right now. But that is also a far cry from him actually extending. And if he does not extend, which he's not eligible to do until October, but surely uh, that's a, a topic that has come up. Then, you know, things really, you know, the sphincters tighten a little bit with Washington. Like, you're really going to go, and you can still move into the trade deadline too, but are you really going to go into next year, next summer with him as a free agent? And yeah, you could get the five-year deal. Like, there are reasons to do that. But do you really want him to start taking meetings? Whereas Beal has continued to want to be the face of the team, and he's got a lot of say there, and you know, maybe he wants to continue with that for one more year and keep his options open if he doesn't give you a commitment would washington say okay this lack of a commitment means we got a pretty good chance of losing him we'd better start well, thinking and, about moving him at this point and uh, granted this is beating an already beaten drum but there's also a point where you need to think about what's best for your own franchise and let's say bradley beal wants to resign for his full max I don't think that's the right move for the Wizards, as good as Bradley Beal has been, you know, being a, an, an impressive scorer and, you know, being a, a part, an important part of their success as how if they're defining it that way last year. So giving Beal that contract, you know, already Bertans is already making money for years. We'll see what happens to Kuzma. Like you're you're committing to it for post prime for Bradley Beal. And so that's the, the other part of it. Now, I define success differently than their ownership group, but that's the other kind of part of this. It's not like, oh, well, you, we Beal is good. We want to keep him. It's just, what are you committing to? Yeah, now he would have trade value, I think, if he, if he re-signed as well, if, if you needed. Sure. Trade. But yeah, I mean, sure. obviously, like, they're, they're committing to, you know, being a piddling team in the East that's not terrible with Bradley Beal. And 
you know maybe they feel like hey if we keep him around for long enough all these great draft picks that we've made over the years are, are going to mature into like big stars and, you know Rihachimura can be an all-star next to him I, you know again I don't particularly see that myself oh but by the way differently. Un, a, a, a sort of unrelated note this is another Tommy Shepard second draft on a guy that I just don't think is particularly like has starter upside you know they did that with Chandler Hutchison did that with Jerome Robinson now Aaron Holiday joining that mix yeah you know I I thought this was okay I think Holiday has a, a chance um to to well and, and you know he it's yeah. it's it's also fine because they you know they didn't they didn't move down as far it was it was for holiday and 31 rather than just holiday or just 31 yeah so to get him it, it ended up being isaiah jackson was that that number 22 pick and yeah holiday will require a new contract after this but he's gonna actually get to play point guard like he's been playing next to tj mcconnell the last two years like he just hasn't had a chance to show that he has a, a skill set uh, j michael reported that his trade was inevitable and that he is uh, happy to be in washington and so yeah i think it, the wizards i have a decent chance to me to be better the problem that they're going to face is that the east is also going to be better next year and, until the inevitable injuries and, and unexpected consequences strike but there are a lot of teams that are both trying to be better and or had seasons from hell last year and, and could be better but yeah it all kind of depends on who they get at point guard like hoops type reported that spencer dinwiddie would like to join them but that would take a sign and trade almost well, certainly involving a third team maybe with the Bertans salary to bring in Dinwiddie that seems pretty complex yeah or or, well. or it could it could theoretically involve some of these Lakers guys as well that is a a good point and I think those guys will have some value for for some teams all right thanks again for listening to this free preview of Dunktown Prime again a reminder you can get total access at a great yearly price right now we think this is the best audio product out there for basketball nerds and you can get all of our free agency coverage summer league recap coming up uh, as well as the best time of year to be a dunked on subscriber and we hope to see you there on dunked on prime the link is in the show description at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every basket every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.